baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Chris and Amy Show, sponsored by Summer at SLU. Find your kids' best summer yet at St. Louis University. Okay, three, two, one, hit it. It's the Chris and Amy Show. You know who it is. Also, if you didn't know, this is called the show. Now, Amy Marks pours Chris Ranji on KMOX. It's a Friday, and it's already a great time. It's already a great time. It is the Chris and Amy show, and it is so good that you are with us on a cold, cloudy morning in St. Louis. March 1st. It is the 1st of March. I was going to say this is how it's supposed to be in February, but it's actually March 1st, and it is a lovely March morning. It's chilly. It felt good to get the coffee and you warm up in your coat. Yes, it's not supposed to be 86 degrees. It's supposed to be this. Whatever this is. I like this. I know you do, John. We've got um, your phone calls and text messages. I like what it is, too, here. Yeah, I know. Okay, we'll get to you in a second, Michael. You just be quiet. Yeah, you're 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. Phone calls, text messages. Your voicemails are going to be needed all day because uh, 314-944-1120. I'll let you know in a minute why we need that. Mm -hmm. 314-944-1120. We are on social media at Chris Amy KMOX and we are broadcasting live on the Odyssey app which is free you can download that Facebook mm-hmm. live Twitter you can see us if you want to and uh, YouTube as well time now for the top of the order the top three stories everybody will be talking about we here in the studio have decided that we're going to tell you for the top three the three yeah. things we're thinking about I'm thinking about employee appreciation day because it is national Employee Appreciation Day today, guys. And I'm thinking about the 14th Street exit on 40, Highway 40 going east, and how it will be closed for three weeks to change the signal. Okay, wait. Three weeks? What do you what do you even do for three weeks to change a signal? I'm just glad they're working on it. John? I'm thinking about lunch. Okay, uh, so there I'm it very is. Very hungry. That's your top three today. Yep. Top Baby. of the order. Between uh, Chick-fil-A and White Castle. <laughs> we do have Hancock and Kelly with us. Uh, um, Michael Kelly is in Florida, right across the street yep. from where the uh, Cardinals practice. Yep. They're getting ready for the baseball season. How is it down there, Bubba? Man, it's lovely. The weather is perfect here. Uh, I can't thank you enough. Uh, you know, you had mentioned it, Chris, at the top of the show that this is Employee Appreciation Week mm-hmm. day. And the good people at Odyssey sent me down here and um, asked me to <laughs> Never come keep back. an eye on the ball team today, and I was yeah. happy to do it. And they did say to me, do you want Hancock to go? And I said, no, that, that I think I ought to just do this on my own, being that um, I was employee of the year. It was, uh, the, In fact, uh, Chris, you, 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 not to make you jealous, but the person who won uh, happiest person around the office is down here. They, they too, got a trip. So, uh, Julie uh, Tristan? Yeah, Julie's down here. She's. uh, They didn't send you down. Are you joking? He's joking. He's not serious. Come on, dude. Pull that hook out of her mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
We did get a we did get a we did get a five dollar we did get a five dollar we've been in she's not there yeah whatever we did get a five dollar gift card to Starbucks for our fifteen years of employment that's not bad voice of Saint that'll get you that'll get you a coffee pre tax yeah. 15 years of employment, and they gave you a $5 gift card? Yeah, it was very thoughtful. And, and, yeah. it, and it came with a card that says, thank you for your, you know, um, servitude. Just, just as <laughs> servitude, just as a quick note, again, that text line, 314-436-7900, write mm. that number down. Yeah, yeah. Put it into your phone, because we're going to, we're going to need it. We're going to need it. Michael, uh, so, you, so you're enjoying spring training down there uh- in Florida. I am. Although I got to tell you guys, the team doesn't look too great. But I mean, it's so early, you can't tell anything. And I'm not getting up early enough to go watch them shag balls over in the uh, in the fields in the morning. So I'm only there for the games. Yeah. Well, you the can tell a lot like, watching them shag. If you, you know, if you just spend a few minutes and watch John. them shag those balls out there, you can you can John. see how they're tracking the what. There are elderly people listening. What are you talking about? Is they're shagging... the only ones who know what the word shag means. Shagging... That's what... Fly in the context balls. that John's using it—that's that's what you do with a outfielder. You shag the fly balls. Oh, you gotta John. catch them. You gotta catch them. I threw a But I did run into some of our coworkers, and let me tell you, there's lots of hard working going on down here. Who did you see? Uh, Paulie is—he's—he's—he's uh, he's, he's got a better tan than um, than uh, <laughs> Fabio. Um, Ackerman, you know, he's just being Tom. Uh, everywhere he goes, you know, Tom is Mr. St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Like when the guy smiles, his, his smile looks like the Archie. So St. Louis, so <laughs> everybody is uh, asking about him. And then la- yesterday I spent a little time with Mike Claiborne, who said to me, uh, he's calling the game today, but he says, uh, I said, what do you got tomorrow? He says, well, I'm going to be at the game, but uh, I have to do this thing every week. And I said, what is that? He goes, I go on with Amy and Chris. I said, oh, I do too. He goes, oh, yeah, isn't it great? Uh Uh-huh. And so uh, I know he's looking forward to coming on with you guys. Is he? That seemed like a shot. Like they were taking a shot at us. Nah. Yeah, that was uh, you're reading too much into it. it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Reading hey, too much into it. I, I know we got to get down to serious business. No, Maybe no. we do. I don't know. But Michael, no, since no, it no. is Employee Appreciation Day, and you and John yeah. Hancock are unique employees, and yeah. you never check your email, can you explain the confusion, the hilarious confusion that happened when you had to take one of those HR employee classes, but your mom was trying to get a hold of you, and how you responded to her? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, I, so they they do these videos where y- you have to watch um, this, that, or the other, and a, a scenario. And I, I think you're referring to when she called me in the middle of it, and I'm like, "Mom, I'm dealing with this sexual harassment thing." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was and taking was one like, of the what? classes, yeah. one of the videos that you have to take. Yeah, and she's like, what? And I was like, I'm dealing with this sexual harassment thing. And she's like, Michael, you're one of six kids, all girls. How can you be caught up in this stuff? <laughs> That's wonderful. It's a great yeah. story. It's so innocent. Do you know it is one of Chris Ranji's dreams to be an actor in a sexual harassment video? Yeah, when the training video. I just really want to do that. Because huh. I want people to well, go, you... I, know what the, I know that guy. <laughs> well, you kind of got the generic... You kind of got the generic dude look. Yeah, and I'll do. Oh, I'll play. Listen, Michael. I'll play any part. Yeah, I'll be the oh, harassee, the, the harasser, whatever. It doesn't matter. You can, be, you want me you to can do. be the supervisor. I want to be the guy who's the boss who sits behind the desk when they walk in to kind of uh, 
you know, rectify the situation. You know, the, yeah. the guy that's kind of taking yeah. off his glasses. Type yeah, I could be that guy, too. <laughs> or the, the guy who doesn't really care about the situation. You know, I could be all of those. Whatever they want. If they want whoever uh, produces those, if they want to cast me in it, I'm in. Anyway. <laughs> Starring Chris so, Ranji is the creepy man in the office cubicle. Or, or, or the person who's being harassed. Nobody's going to harass you. you John, what? you don't know that. No, I, I, trust me. John Ray. There's how, a lot I don't know. How dare you? I do know that. How dare you? All right, you so, have never been the victim of, victim of sexual harassment, have you, Chris? No, nah, I welcome them all. <laughs> no, stop saying <laughs> <this. laughs> Because it's okay to speak up. I'll, I'll, no. I'll go to HR. I know you. you will. You guys aren't supposed to have this. Okay, all I know is in the video, you're not supposed to have this conversation on air. That's true. I all right. <laughs> all right. Well, though, you started it. No, I... All right, so listen, listen. Don't I'm just, just here. Be, I'm good, just be here. good to your coworkers. That's yeah. all the... It is employee appreciation. I know it's, it's also... There are a couple of other national days oh. it is today. Oh. It's National Peanut Butter Lovers Day. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Overrated. It is National Pig Day. Underrated. National. Up with this stuff? It's National Horse Protection Day. <laughs> Are you protecting your horse today? Michael's just at the horse track. Yeah, I went to the races yesterday. So, yeah, I was protecting them. Lock you should have seen the one that I was all for. It's also international. I was for him and the whole bit. <laughs> it is, uh, it's International Wheelchair Day. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's something I can look forward so, to. Who comes the, up with this? Is this like I don't stuff know. they pass at the United Nations, or is this Hallmark? I will say I saw the cutest thing the other day. I was running, um, I was running around down uh, Clayton and Y down, and there was an, an elderly couple, and they were in the scooters, like the electric scooters. Yeah, the, love the, those the yeah. rove arounds uh-huh. together, like hand in hand. Going on a ride together, and I, my heart melted. It was the sweetest thing. Our our joke is at at home that as we age, uh, I'm going to be in a wheelchair, and Georgian's going to be pushing me around with no idea where we're going. (laughs) (laughs) I love. Well, that'd be pretty much like any time you get into the car. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, well, she'd be able to park. You like in the chair. Oh, she'll uh, she'll the physical stuff. She's going to be aces. Yeah. Um, Yeah. John Hancock John already knows he's the one who's going to be in the wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. You guys know he turned 60 this weekend. What? Oh, I did know that. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, what, his birthday is this it's weekend. Sometime. I, I think know. it's what? the third. Could is it be. Sunday, 60. Michael? Is is it March third? Yes. Yeah, <gasps> it's yeah. March the third. Yeah, it's right before March the fourth. National Go Ahead Day. Yeah. We'll find out what national day that is. March third, happy sixty. But it is birthday. yes, happy sixty. It is Thanks. the uh, it's the birthday boy John Hancock in studio. It is Michael Kelly from Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Chris and Amy. We've got some stuff. I want to ask Michael before we have to say goodbye to him at ten thirty. So, we've got a question for him when we come back on KMOX. To pick. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. A single biggest win would be hard to do because we believe we covered the demands of the membership from the most senior people 
to the newer people. You know, we eliminated the two-tier system, made sure that we protected and improved pensions for those people that are, you know, really for everybody, but for those people closer to retirement, it helps out. This is the Beatles, but before that, you've heard of them, right, John? I've heard of them. Yeah. Right before that, uh, it was Jeff Padalero, who is the with the Teamsters, uh, Local 633. And um, it is John Hancock's birthday coming up on Sunday. Real quick, before we get to this Teamsters thing, because I do have a question for Michael Kelly. Here's what else is happening over your your day. March 3rd, mm, March yes. your birthday. Yes. It is uh, National Cold Cuts Day. Oh. Ooh, I like oh. me some cold cuts. National Soup It Forward Day. So National Soup Day, I guess. Soup it for like you maybe buy soup for someone else. Buy soup for somebody. I don't oh, know. That's Little weird. New England clam chowder would be in order. Right national now. National I Want You to Be Happy Day. Oh. And it is also National Anthem Day. Oh, so, na- Francis that's, Scott Key. Oh. That's no, no, perfect wait, for you. Is it National National Anthem no, Day or just it's National, just national anthem, anthem Day? So it could be any anthem. Could be any, any anthem. anthem. Oh. So. When you hit 60, does your cold cut of choice become uh, Braunschweiger? No, I can't stand Braunschweiger. Uh, uh, but most old people like it, so I well, don't know if your taste buds change or something. No. If you're old and you like Braunschweiger, 314-436-7900. It is, I'll tell you what, it is. The older people are always the ones who talk about Braunschweiger. So I don't want to lean into this stereotype, but my parents love Braunschweiger. Mm-hmm. And they're not old. They're older than John, though. Amy. Wow. Most stereotypes are stereotypes because they're a fact. That's true. <laughs> All right. I'm you right now, if you ate brown Schweiger, you'd tell me, Kelly, it's better than a Czech boy. Uh, no, no. I don't like brown. I don't like the way it smells. I don't like the way it looks. I don't like the way it. You're I probably like, you're probably going to like stinky cheese, though. No, I don't like stinky cheese. I think brown Schweiger really? is like, it's like um, bologna and liver Exactly. Blended, blended it, exactly. I mean, it's who weird. in the world came up with that? <laughs> it's weird. I mean, it's horrible. Give me some pastrami. Yeah. Oh, pastrami. Ooh. The best. Yeah, well, what is pastrami? Oh, it's corned to... beef with like a little spice. Yes. Brotzels on Y down. Yeah. Get their pastrami sandwich. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Fire. The best in St. Louis. Um, Michael, so you, you heard from uh, Jeff Padalero and yeah. the Teamsters and Anheuser-Busch, they avoided the strike. It, it, this new deal affects 5,000 workers. At AB, what are your thoughts on the deal? Well, it surely is the year of the worker. Um, And I don't necessarily mean just 2024. I mean, if you look at the last 12 months, the gains that workers, particularly organized workers, those who belong to a union, have gained at the bargaining table has been unbelievable. From the big auto companies to UPS, which has a trickle down to uh, FedEx and the other delivery services. And now... Uh, this agreement for Anheuser-Busch is going to have a huge impact on what's coming down the pike for the course negotiations and uh, related to the Texas beer wholesalers. So it's big wins for workers, and I don't think it's surprising. I think we've watched for the better part of a couple of decades uh, these astronomical bonuses go to those at the top of the pay scale and the top of the companies, even when companies aren't making money. And after all the big handouts and after uh, everything we went through related to the pandemic where workers were asked to do more for less, workers are finally getting their fair shake at the bargaining table. And I think this is just the tip of uh, a longer-term increase in 
uh, wages and benefits that's going to be going to workers. For the first time in my lifetime, the advantage at the negotiating table is on the side of the worker, and that hasn't been the case. And Michael, isn't it, it's kind of like a dual phenomenon where the the leverage being on the worker side is really on unions that already exist and union members versus a huge growth in unions. Because it's not that the numbers have just grown, right. it's that the numbers that are there have more power. Yeah, well, and look, you know, my entire lifetime, Amy, my dad used to say this to me all the time. He used to say the biggest day for the AFL-CIO and organized labor was the day they were created. They have been getting smaller every day mm-hmm. since. And since 2022, when President Biden came in, that's changed. We're actually seeing the labor movement grow. That's good because it brings opportunity to those who are already organized. And if you're at a company that has unions, they're never going away. They're always going to be there. And so that's a reality. And now they're going to be growing in other industries. And even those who remain unorganized, uh, uh, labor is, by increasing their wages and helping those inside their own membership are bringing the boats up for everybody else. Because if you're competing to sell beer or build a house and you're non-union, you're not going to get the workers unless you're paying a fair wage. So like I said, this is the time that the workers wearing the white hat. I never thought I witnessed it. I wish that uh, people who fought long and hard for it, like my dad and others, um, were around to see uh, that finally we're going into negotiations where workers aren't negotiating for pennies and quarters, but dollars and benefits. Do you see, and you, and you said right now, uh, Michael, that this is a good time for unions, probably better than it's been for a, a few years at least. Do you do you see it continuing to grow or are there going to be more challenges right. up the road? No, I don't. Th- I think it continues to grow. And here's why, um, Chris, uh, growing up, the labor movement had always been left of center. You never heard people like a John Hancock or Josh Hawley or, you know, conservatives who've been advocates for organized labor. And the reality is, is that many of those members and those unions have identified with the Republican Party. And more importantly, the politicians who are running are realizing those are my voters. We saw Josh Hawley walking a picket line for team, uh, for auto workers in Winsville. Uh, we've seen other Republicans go to picket lines in support of the Anheuser-Busch strikers, the potential strikers. That's never happened before. We saw President Biden actually walk picket line. Uh, No president in the history of our country had ever walked a picket line before. So being in supporting the rights of workers is no longer something that politicians have to do in a closet or behind closed doors. It's something they're doing publicly. And now Republicans are doing it what better place for uh, workers to be than to have both sides trying to woo them? Michael Kelly, we love you very much. Um, we'll let you go so that you can go watch Cardinals practice and then scout Matthew Libertor's you know, start against the Mets today. Yeah, you know, it's only 30 minutes from noon here, and uh, they start selling beer down here at noon. So uh, we're going to go over there and make sure the product is nice and cold. And uh, I'm going to check out the rocking Do- chairs for most of our pitching staff to make sure everybody's, uh, you know, safe and comfortable. Wow. I- I'm sure I know the answer to this, but they do have Anheuser-Busch products at that stadium, right? Ranji, this is America. Sure. It's not like I'm in a third world country. I'm, I'm just mean, making sure. Of course, it- and it's the Cardinals. Well, it is sake, Florida. So you mean- never know. What's wrong yeah, with you, Yeah, but it's the Ron? Cardinals. I mean, just, what's I'm more St. Louis sure. Budweiser and 
uh, uh, Cardinal baseball and I guess toasted ravioli or something and a 60-year-old John Hancock. I miss you guys. I hope you have fun. Happy birthday, John. Thank you, buddy. See you, Michael. That's uh, Michael Kelly. Uh, John Hancock's going to stick around. He yes. has a sense of duty. I yeah. do. Yeah. He's and contractually obligated to I be am. here. At least until I what want did you to know be here. about I this? You want to be, be here. here. I choose to be here. I could be anywhere I want to be, but I choose to be right here. You couldn't That's be anywhere. A terrible decision. Pretty much, yeah. What, what would you be your top three things that you would do right now? Uh, I'd be at a drive-thru right now. <laughs> okay. Because you were, you were thinking about lunch. I'm hungry. You are thinking about lunch. I got up early this morning. All right. What's early for you? 5.15. That's early. Dude, just wait till you turn 60. It's going to be like 4.15. <laughs> no, it's going to be 1.15, 3.15, 4.15. <laughs> it, uh, it is the birthday boy, John Hancock, with us, Chris and Amy, on KMOX. So to my colleagues, thank you for entrusting me with our success. It's been an honor to work with each of you. There'll be plenty of time to express my gratitude in greater detail as I sprint towards the finish line, which is now in sight. I yield the floor. That is Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who a couple of days ago announced that he was going to leave his position as the leader of uh, his party in the Senate, though he's going to continue to remain senator until um, through this term. So he'll be done in 2026. Um, So we got that news yesterday. John Hancock is with us on the Chris and Amy show. Uh, What are your thoughts on on him making that decision? It seemed likely that he wasn't going to be able to keep that position. Right. Is it that or is it because of the health stuff combination? What do you think? Yeah, and, and the institution has changed so much. You know, the Senate's become becoming much more like the House uh, in terms of the factionalism that's there. Uh, Mitch McConnell led a caucus that was very uh, cohesive. They moved as one. Uh, they accomplished objectives even in the minority. They were very effective at getting things done, and you may or may not like what they did. But uh, you can certainly make a case that Mitch McConnell was one of the most effective floor leaders in the Senate uh, in its history. You probably have to go back to Lyndon Johnson to find somebody as consequential in that role uh, as was Mitch McConnell. I So uh, let's hang on that word as consequential because in my – I'm not sure what I was thinking the response would be when he announced that he would be stepping down from that position. I think maybe I thought it might be a bit more uh, a bit more praise or adulation, like respect for what he's done as the you know, historically long serving leader of the Senate. But it, a lot of it was very, very critical um, criticism, I should say, of what he did accomplish or what he failed to do when it came to. Trump's hijacking of the Republican Party. What do you see in his legacy as far as that goes, what he accomplished, and as far as how the Trumpification of the party happened under his watch? Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't have much control over that uh, other than, uh, I think, particularly, well, so there's, there's a number of different aspects to Mitch McConnell's legacy. One of them is purely political. And the way he utilized the Republican National Senatorial Committee to go out and win these races. And he won some races and some special elections that nobody saw coming. He, he beat Elizabeth Warren for the Senate in a special election after the death of Ted Kennedy in Massachusetts. And he's been 
you know, he's been very effective in that regard. Uh, I think probably no place bears his imprimatur more strongly than the judicial branch of government, not just the Supreme Court, but uh, up and down the federal judiciary. That was always a priority and a focus for Mitch McConnell. He got that done. Uh, Back in the day when we had the, remember, the federal sequester, uh, that was where they really did impose a strict spending limitation on the government. McConnell engineered that. And uh, so I, you know, legislatively and all other ways, and he's a very traditional Reagan-era Republican. Came in with Ronald Reagan's second tour term. That's when he got elected to the Senate for the first time. And uh, and that breed of Republican is, uh, you know, they're dying. Well, he sure looks more moderate now than he did, I would say, 10 years ago. And what people, I think, who do not care for him or his, you know, what he accomplished, um, they will say that the, the biggest thing he did probably was help facilitate Donald Trump getting an extra two appointments to the Supreme Court because he prevented Obama from making his appointment saying that 11 months before an election well that's too that's too close to an election we not, we need to let the people decide and then Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies a month and a half before an election he said well let's let's rush this through which is just it is the I don't think that you can get more hypocritical than that more clearly well, than that look I think the point he made for the in the Merrick Garland thing was that the Senate was controlled by the Republicans this is a democratic president and we are not going to allow the Democratic president to have a nominee this close to an election because there's an election. I would rather he just say that instead well, of it's just, too, it's just too close. We should let the people decide. Yeah, no, I mean, he did effectively say that, and he actually alluded that there were precedent of that in the Senate. I never did the research to know if he was telling the truth or not. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and, and I, you know, if the shoe were on the other foot, if the Democrats had a majority in the U.S. Senate and after Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, I guarantee you they would not have entertained a nominee from Donald Trump. So, um, I mean, that's the, the institution kind of works that way. Yeah. And the and you using the rules of the Senate and the levers of the Senate to admit there's nobody in the history that's been better than Mitch McConnell of doing that, whether you agree with him or not. Right. And I guess my objection to it is there's a huge difference between a month and a half and 11 yeah. months. Yeah. Yeah. 11 months is almost a year. And to say that, well, that's just this president's on the way out, but he still has a year almost. I don't know. I always found that to be uh, uh, oh, a lot of people. A lot of people didn't like that. Well, rightfully so. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, when you have parties in power, or parties that have the leverage, like when the Democratic Party wanted to get rid of the filibuster for the appoint, appointing of judges, I mean, that ends up backfiring. And that's why I think whenever, whenever you see a party trying to abuse the power or to expand the power of the branch that they're in or the office that they're in, I say, OK, well, then look at the. What's going to happen yeah, when the it, other side It's all about the, power. you got the, you know, the goose out there and then there's a gander over here. There's a goose and, and a gander. Although, you know what? I don't know. There's, it's a thought exercise and I don't know if I'm right about this and there's no way to know for sure. I don't know if the, if the, the Democrats are in charge, if, if it's, if the roles are reversed, um, like they were during Obama's, uh, term right. and there are the 11 months, I'm not so sure they block Oh, of course they would. With almost a year to go, of course I don't know, man. Especially, especially now that, especially now that you have such a recent precedent, of course they would. I, I don't know, man. Because even then, we're going back 14 years, mm-hmm. right? Or well, I guess that would be 11, 12 years. 
they uh, were. I don't know, whatever, whatever it was. Um, I don't know that, that that's the environment we were living in at that time. But whether it's Barack Obama or Chuck Schumer or whoever, Joe Biden, when you talk about the tools at the disposal of Congress, let's go back to the filibuster, praising it when it works in your favor to have the filibuster, that democracy depends on the filibuster, then when you don't want it, this is holding up democracy. Like, in the same breath, they don't even think twice. So, but would I, you argue... Both I, parties are would use whatever power they have. Yeah. That's why under every... Every president for the past, I don't know how many presidents, administrations, Democratic and Republican, you have seen the bloat and expansion of the executive branch. Well, I think we've seen that because there's been such a stalemate in Congress. They can't get anything done. So that's why you've had Obama and Trump but and now also why the current president with executive action all the time. It's also why people are losing their minds over the potential president. Why people say, if Joe Biden is president, it's the end of America. If Donald Trump is president, it's the end of America. It's because we have allowed the executive branch to expand and abuse its powers to the point that the presidential election, while always very consequential, is consequential in a way it was never intended to be. Yeah, and that that's inarguable. Uh, the, and, and it really started even before Obama. But yeah, you've got a situation, and Congress has largely done it to itself. Congress has emaciated itself, um, going back to the administrative state. And they were back back in the good old days when they were actually passing laws. Right, they were abrogating so much authority to the bureaucracy to promulgate rules and regulations to implement the laws, and and it began, and that began the diminution of the legislative branch of government. And it's not just in Washington; you see it in state legislative bodies. And it's not good for the Republican. It's certainly not what the founders intended uh, a system of checks and balances to look like. And it, we are out of balance now, regardless of what party one belongs to. The, our our structure of government is woefully out of balance. It's funny you say back when they were passing laws, and yeah. I'm thinking passing laws and listening to each other. Even if they don't agree, there was still at least some uh, – I there was a lot more conversations happening in good faith – 15 years ago, 20 years ago than there are now. Yeah, and, and occasionally they, they get together. Look what just happened on this border deal. You had a situation where Congress was actually functioning mm-hmm. in a way that it ought. They, you, had, you had both sides That's sitting exactly down. That's exactly right. You had both sides sitting down, and they put together a package that the folks on the extremes of both parties would not vote for. But it was a package that had majority support within the body, and it was going to pass. And it got Donald Trump said he didn't want it to pass, and so the Republicans caved. But, but in terms of how a Congress ought to function, that was a pretty good case study that it can still work. But they, there was a point in our history where the, the institution had so much institutional pride that they would not allow an outside actor to come in and derail something Correct. that they had just put together. Yes. And those days have mm. clearly changed. That's that's exactly right. Mm. And that that is my frustration with it. And, of course, you get a little pushback from people who say, well, the bill's not good enough or we don't need it, it a bill. Like, I, yeah, it's never, no, you, there right. is no such thing as a perfect Correct. piece of legislation. Yes. We've never passed one in the history of the country. That's right. That's right. And as Amy and I have discussed a million times, you pass something that's a step in the right direction. And as time goes on, you see how it works out. And if it's not strong enough, then you amend it. 
you, you, you take another step. That's how legislation has worked forever. Yeah. You're never going to get a 100% bill or a bill that every single person in Congress thinks is perfect. And you were saying, like, why does there have to be a winner and a loser? Why yes. can't we say we came together? And I argued, even if there has to be a winner and a loser, it would have been so easy for the Republicans to spin the bill as Democratic admission of their own disastrous yes. oh, yeah. policies. Spin it however you want. It would have been so easy to spin it as yes. a win. It, well, yeah. Well, no question. Hey, um... Enjoy your birthday weekend. I'm gonna. I uh, we're getting we've gotten lots of text messages about people who love Braunschweiger. <laughs> I, yeah, there's a lot of them, and people in their fifties. Wow. Wow. There's a person younger than you, John, by two years. They love it. The culture is sick out there. Yeah. Here's a text: Braunschweiger on a toasted bagel with a tomato and lettuce oh, is my. fabulous. Oh my! I don't like tomatoes. They they don't look right to me. Tomatoes? They got all that stuff swimming around. All right. Uh, You know what? I would criticize you, but it's your birthday. Thank you. John Hancock, happy birthday. We love you. Thank you for coming in. Enjoy your weekend. It's the Chris and Amy Show on KMOX. Did you see that thing? I can't believe it. Something is obviously wrong. This is a joke, right? Oh, my God. Are you freaking kidding me? No way. You got to be kidding me. Don't feel bad. There's no way you could have known that. Now, did you see this with Chris and Amy on the show? Rons, I don't know if you're going to a wedding this weekend. I mean, you go to a lot of weddings, but one of the weddings of all weddings is in July. There's a billionaire uh, from India yeah. who is getting married. I think he's the richest man in Asia, mm-hmm. one of the richest men in Asia. But today they're starting a three-day pre-wedding extravaganza with lots of people showing up in chartered jets. There's a dress code that's nine pages long. Oh my god! And uh, Rihanna will be the band. Oh, that's the that's the <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, that's yeah, the wedding the band. band. All right. But no, this is the pre-wedding extravaganza. So he is the chair of Reliance Industries, a Fortune 500 company with interest in telecommunications and energy. He has an estimated net worth of a 113 billion dollars. Okay. But. Uh, Yes. I, I know I know there's this. All right, go ahead. Just finish the thing. Just well, finish. I, it's, now, I know like I've, a lot of my friends are from India, and they've told me about just what an extravaganza weddings are, that a lot of families in India will start saving for a wedding mm-hmm. when a child is born in the same ways that American, American families save for college. So Indian couples spend up to 20% of their lifetime earnings on a wedding. Uh, in general, 20% of your lifetime Dude. earnings on a wedding. But this guy is a multi-multi-billionaire, so they have Grammy Award-winning artists. Seems to be right on pace for I this I would guy. say this. I would say this. Um, if you do go to a wedding mm-hmm. and that person is worth $100 billion, no gift. Yeah. No gift. That's there's a not a point. There's not a damn thing you can give them mm-hmm. that they don't either already have or could buy without even... They could buy 20 of them. They could buy a million of them. And you wouldn't even... Wouldn't you feel, like, a lot of pressure that it has to work out? <laughs> like, Not if you... Uh, no. No? If you've got that kind of money? Yeah. No, because you could just have another wedding later. Well, you could, but I mean, just kind of the whole deal you about it. You could have 50 it. weddings. What if you realize three years later, uh, this was a mistake? Don't you feel kind of sheepish? I think it would be the easiest thing in the world to get divorced if you were a hundred billionaire. But just wouldn't you feel sheepish? Nah. I wouldn't feel sheepish about anything if I had $100 billion. 
Well, as it stands, you should feel sheepish about a lot right now. You're not very nice. Hey, it's National Employee Appreciation Day. We're going to talk about that. (laughs) We sure are. Who's nice and who's not? On the Chris and Amy Show on KMOX. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 